It is always assumed that Venice is the ideal place for a honeymoon. This is a grave error. To live in Venice or even to visit it means that you fall in love with the city itself. There is nothing left over in your heart for anyone else. After your first visit, you are destined to return at every possible chance or with every possible excuse. There is no staying away for long. You are inevitably drawn back as though by magic. As to the Venetians themselves, they are all in love with Venice. With sighs, they recount their undying passion for their beloved city. With a rising tide, their love mounts, and with a receding tide, it gently diminishes only to surge forth again when the sea pours back its waters. When Venice is flooded, it is even more truly beloved. Then a new ecstasy comes over the inhabitants as they sweep out the waters from their ground floors in order to be able to proceed with their daily lives and normal existence. Normal existence is a façon de parler. There is no normal life in Venice. Here everything and everyone floats. Not only the gondolas, launches, barges, vaporetos and sandalos, but also the buildings and the people float. One floats in and out of restaurants, shops, cinemas, theatres, museums, churches and hotels. One floats luxuriously with such a sense of freedom, never tormented by traffic or even disturbed by the sound of a klaxon. It is this floatingness which is the essential quality of Venice. As the tide rises and recedes twice a day, one has the impression of the entire city being in perpetual motion. The buildings seem to rise and sink with the tide. Sometimes Venice partly disappears under the sea for a few hours. In very high tides it can be submerged a whole metre. But this does not greatly alter its character. It merely makes one even more conscious of how much it is a city sprung from the sea and living in it. Here no sense of time exists. One is barely aware of the passing of the hours. The only thing that makes one realise time is the change of a light. Church bells ring all day long, but one becomes so accustomed to them that one does not relate the chimes to time. The only hour of the day of which one is definitely conscious is noon. Then all the church bells of the entire city ring out at once in chorus with an extra force and added to this, a mysterious cannon goes off. Every hour of the day is a miracle of light. In summer, with daybreak, the rising sun produces such a tender magic on the water that it nearly breaks one's heart. As the hours progress, the light becomes more and more violet until it envelops the city with a diamond-like haze. Then it commences slowly to sink into the magic sunset, the capolavoro of the day. This is the moment to be on the water. It is imperative. The canals lure you, call you, cry to you to come and embrace them from a gondola. More pity to those who cannot afford this poetic luxury. In this brief hour, all of Venice's intoxicating charm is poured forth on its waters. It is an experience never to be forgotten. Day after day, one is drawn from terraferma to float in the lagoon to watch the sunset or to go gently past the palaces, seeing their images reflected in the canal. The reflections are like paintings, more beautiful than any painted by the greatest masters. The striped pali, when seen in the water, deny their functional use and appear like coloured snakes. If anything can rival Venice in its beauty, it must be its reflection at sunset in the Grand Canal. Though this is the irresistible hour to be in a gondola, 
the knights also had their own special fascination and mystery. The people look quite different in the dimly lit city. One can barely distinguish their modern costumes. One can imagine these semi-invisible figures as they were once dressed in all their splendor and glory, in their velvets and brocades and sables, with their swords and jewels and even masked in carnival time. To go out in the gondola at night is to reconstruct in one's imagination the true Venice, the Venice of the past alive with romance, elopements, abductions, revenge passions, intrigues, adulteries, denouncements, unaccountable deaths, gambling, lute playing and singing. To evoke the Venice of the past, one must keep away from the Grand Canal with its trumped-up tourist serenades, sheer mockeries of the past, and float through small dark canals, past dimly lit crumbling palaces, under bridges, where lovers nightly plight their troth, past gondolas with Japanese lanterns and harmonica players, past fundamentas with bistros, where gondoliers assemble to drink wine, past warehouses and closed shops and rats, and floating garbage.